of DWN Productions THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com. And on YouTube, probably, I was going to give a uh, URL, but we don't have one. But either way, you can get all the links, even the ones for dwnproductions.net and fastcustomshirts.com at boygob.com excuse me god damn sorry it's easter my bad <clears throat> throat's all fucked up but Tom's Joe, feeling a little under the weather here because it is easter and during easter he gets a little bit fucked up you know uh his throat that is gets a little fucked up he gets congested uh things start happening you know with the with the changes you know what tom you're not the only one i've been kind of sick the past three days had a bit of a sore throat runny nose you know all that shit uh puts me in a bad mood tom puts me in a bad mood but fuck it i'm on the podcast now what could put me in a better mood than to be with you here talking about movies making a list spider-man's all that stuff and in a movie i didn't watch so fucking great, great times, brother. How, how have you been, Tom? How's this week worked out for you? Ah, wasn't the best one, but that's all right. I'm sure people are extremely tired of tuning in. And as a, oh, another goddamn miserable week. I'm just, I apologize. I'm going to try and fuck off with that shit. But uh, I just got like legit heavy shit going on here. Some would call it a living nightmare because it fucking is. But uh, 
you know what? It is what it is. And it ain't your fucking problem. But Joe, as we as we from speaking in tongues, because it's Easter. As you saw last Sunday, the day of my birth, uh, <coughs> I was uh, doing a lot of drinking. And when I got done with here, Joe, did a lot more drinking. Would you believe I was extremely hungover Monday and didn't really get out of bed or eat anything? <laughs> Threw up a lot, probably three times as much as I drank. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to laugh at your misery, Tom, but, you know, the thing is, you really shouldn't drink more especially you know uh drinking is pretty bad especially if you're in a bad mood if you're going through bad shit drinking is not what you should do but sure yeah it was you know it was my birthday so i was gonna enjoy it and shit but hey haven't drank since but it was one of those uh one of those uh hangovers you know you're just oh i'm gonna puke and feel, oh, Jesus, I can't get up. And you just keep puking. And then you feel like you're okay, and then it hits you. Oh, Christ, I'm going to be throwing up stomach acid now for the next <laughs> five hours. And what comes after the stomach acid, Joe? The foam. Those glops of foam that just trudge out of your fucking cocksucker into hopefully... What's a wastebasket and not Was your it hand. pink foam, Tom? No, I didn't bleed. Okay, good. Luckily, yeah. Because I'm about to say, if, if that's the case, you know, I, I, you know, we all love laughing at your misery, but if it gets <laughs> to that point, go see a doctor or friend. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, if it's something with the old, with old blood or something, that's, uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's when uh i don't know how many years it's been now probably well over 10 maybe uh 15 years before i found out i had psoriasis my ass crack by my asshole would always bleed you know now it was because of the psoriasis and psoriasis a, of the ass crack that is a very common place believe it or not i know well, so, I don't uh, know, but you know, <laughs> from knowing you, yes, I know it now. Well, you consider yourself very lucky. See, Joe, you're so oh, shit's going so bad. From you got it pretty good compared to. Well, other no, people, that's why Joe. I have you as a friend, Tom. Because whenever <laughs> I think, "Fuck, man, things are fucked," it's like, "Well, let me see how oh, Tom's doing. Fuck. Let me give him a call." <laughs> Woo! I'm not Tom. Kick ass. <laughs> One of those poor bastards, as they call him. <laughs> but yeah so uh, i went to the doctor and my mom went went with me so uh you know if you're going for to the doctor with something with your asshole you gotta you gotta take them pants off and get on the table and let that doctor spread them cheeks and have a look and he said it was an anal fissure <laughs> most commonly from sticking things in your ass yeah, isn't that asked, something that cats get i i don't know <laughs> and he was asking if i was sticking things in my ass in front of my mom and shit so uh <laughs> he gave me like these pills 
and shit, I didn't take it because I knew goddamn well, Joe, it wasn't an anal fissure. Something else was going on. Well, years and years later, we found out that it was psoriasis and found okay. the right medicine and everything. I had to write down anal fissure for the <laughs> episode title. <laughs> So I won't say everything's good and great because, you know, I still have psoriasis. It's under control and these injections I got to take every three weeks are probably altering my DNA and shits in some way that's not good. So, excuse me. <coughs> it is what it is. And then I had to whip out my penis at one time to say, hey, doctor friend, what's this on my penis? Oh, that is a viral infection. Again. No, it wasn't. It was psoriasis. So uh, right there. I just usually like... whip it out for the doctor. Hey, doctor, can you look at this? <laughs> what am I looking at? No, I just wanted you to look at this. Mm. <laughs> so going to the doctors twice for embarrassing things and them getting <laughs> it completely wrong. You know, that adds to me not wanting to go see a doctor and just. I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a no, goddamn like I told embarrassment you, the, for the last time I went to the doctor. Like I told you, was when they told me, "Yeah, you got COVID. Get the fuck out of here." And they ushered me out a side door, and it's like I'm not going to the doctor again. Why? Why should I fucking go? Since they're just well, they like, just wanted you out of there because you were highly infectious, and that's that was the protocol. Well, I guess were you highly infectious? Did they give you some uh, medicine, Tom? At least. For COVID? Whatever you have, your psoriasis of the cock. Did they give you Yes, some, uh, it's an injection every three months. In your cock? No, I got to rotate between like uh, thigh, thigh, belly, belly, thigh, thigh. And you don't like, you're not supposed to inject yourself in the same one. For a while, I was on this medicine. I don't know if, I mean, this is like legit shit. And you inject this a, shit yourself, or you have to yeah. go in? No, to do I it. do it myself. Oh yeah, wow. But bef before that, I had to take pills called Otesla. And if you think I'm suicidal now, <whistles> it's close, Joe. Yeah, that some shit, of the pills that they shit prescribe you, they you have side effects that fuck yeah. your demeanor and, and <laughs> fucking yeah. Yeah, I was, oh, fuck, big time fucking miserable. And then I see the commercials, a side effect. Oh, suicidal thoughts. All right, I'm done with this. Hey, yeah. doctor, I need something else, you fuck. Oh, shit, that's crazy, man. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. So, you know, I just, doctors, they are what they are. They're there to try and yeah. help you. But Well, shit, man, thank you, you know, for telling me this. I, I really feel better now. You know, it's a, it really is like, hey, fuck, I'm not Tom. You know, this yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Like this side of my throat over here has been kind of wacky for, oh, about two months maybe. It's just there in that one spot. So we'll see. I don't really care much these days, Joe. So. <laughs> I get you. I, no, it I is. get that. That I can relate to for sure. I can't relate to like you know, feeling a cock in my throat or, <laughs> you know, things that you're talking about, but Hey, 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 but yeah. So, uh, Tuesday when I felt only 
slightly hungover. I uh, I got up. I was like, all right, going to get this stuff done. Going to start some new stuff that isn't masks to try and do a little pivoting and get, you know, stuff out there. So uh, for a while, I wanted to make that fucking rat monkey. So I was right. just like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to build up an armature and get that going. So I had a fucking armature all built up. And I was going to start on it the next night. So like I do every night, I'll just go lay on the couch for a half hour or so before I go to sleep. Just thumb through the phone, see what's going on in the old world. And what do I, oh, some guy sculpting one. God damn it to hell. You know, I could just, ah, oh, fuck, I'd make one too. But I'm I, like, it's hard as shit doing what I me and this guy do i don't know if he does it full time and that's his thing but it's hard enough fucking oh having two people making the same shit at the same time and then they're both trying to sell it that's just that fucking sucks i was just like no not gonna let him let him do his fucking thing maybe another maybe another time old tom so with that uh, tom you gotta like not look at the internet I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know how many uh, shirt companies I follow? Almost none. You know? Oh, you were going to say none, but then like eight popped into your fucking no, head because like, they're uh, your friends. Yeah, like my buddy Paul Bearer Press, you know, I, you know, he's on my list and even his shit. I just kind of scroll through it. You know, it's like, I don't know, you know, but uh yeah, I don't want to see like, man, I have a good idea for a shirt, and then somebody has it there. It's like, well, now I'm not gonna do it because I get the same thing you did. It's oh, they're gonna think I'm fucking copying this dude, or whatever, you know. But people have ideas at the same time, but still, you know. So I try not to look at shit. I don't know. Yeah, it uh, it is what it is. That's why a lot of my stuff tends to be obscure stuff that nobody else makes. Yeah, Just me too, because... and that nobody buys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. And then uh, I forgot what the fuck else happened, but I didn't get to sculpt in anything. And like I was, oh yeah, had to go into that doctor's appointment and then we got to go back in like a week and a half or something so that that day was just fucked. Tuesday came or Thursday came and then I had to finish up an order that needed to go out. Now I'm working on good old JR stuff. And in my head's just like, man, now that I don't have anything to do, I should probably make that mask that I've always wanted to fucking do. <laughs> so it only took a week, Joe, but I'm back to the fucking mask. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down doing what I fucking want, I guess. Good. Yeah. So, and, you know, it. we're definitely going to go down. Both of us, we're, we're fucking going to go down. <laughs> Not on each other. I no. would specifically like to you know, But say, in flames. We're going to go down on a yeah. flame cock, for sure. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so, when did uh, the taxes early this week? And uh, that's a great way to start the week. Dom, great way to start the week. Uh, it uh, it worked out very differently than I thought it would, but it still like fucked me up in a different way. Like uh, 
I'll talk to you about this later tomorrow or something or whatever, but it, uh, you know, it, it just put me in a very bad position me- mentally. Like I'm, I'm really fucked up about this. And, but anyway, more money started to come in and it's okay. Well, oh shit, that covered the taxes that covered the tax fee for preparing the taxes. But of course I still got to do the state taxes very, very soon to avoid another penalty. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I've been doing everything I could. I did two things. Let me the... stop you there quick. You said, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> that you have to do the state taxes. Yeah. Do you not send in quarterly taxes estimated to the government? Uh, That's a no. So, Joe, <laughs> you should start the same time you do your uh, your state taxes. Do your estimated uh, income in how much you think you're going to pay so you can get ahead of the game. That's what I was told this year. It's like nobody's okay. ever told me that before. It's <laughs> like, hey, you should start sending the Fed this amount of money every quarter or every month or whatever just to quarter. get ahead of the game. It's like, well, yeah. So there's other, Remind there's me, other things you. that have changed this year that like, hey – why doesn't the government advertise this change? It's like, you should probably start doing this this year. It's just, no, nope. Nah, we announced it. And if you're not following the government's, uh, you know, website or whatever, then fuck you. Uh, there should, there should definitely be like a class and then some kind of like yearly, hour video or something that you have to watch with all the updates if you run your own business i know it's hard to keep track of who's running their own business but like if you have like a legit business that's set up it's fucking crazy that there's not like a half a day course couple hours where you go sit and listen to probably all this information that would be of great assistance to you in the future, you yeah. know, just how to file taxes and do stuff easier and shit like that. So this week I was uh, set up at a place. There was a guy next to me set up selling their own shit and they're not like a, a small thing. They're, they're like me. I would say they're on level with me and all they took as payment was cash app and Venmo. And so like I know they're not reporting shit. Like I mean they probably are. They're on top of shit. I maybe. mean I don't have any of those two things, but uh like those two things I are mean, for people that that what we do they skirt a lot of that shit. Uh you got to put your information into there. I mean there's a do. way for them to find you. Yeah. I don't know. It was just it was bizarre to me because I don't do either one of those. Yeah, me neither. You know, because it's all, you know, to me, it's like, hey, that's, uh, they're set up to be cash transactions between friends and family or whatever, you know, that are non-reportable or, you know, things like that. It's me, it's like, I, I already know I've got to report this or that and no matter what, it's going to come back on me because they have to report it too. 
you know, these institutions that do it. So it's, it's weird. It's fucked up. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is so, what it is. Once you start yeah. doing these quarterlies, it'll help you because honestly, you're probably going to end up paying more because you don't have your deductibles taken out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So chances are you'll actually get some money back. Yeah. You just have to pay it for, not pay it forward, because you're just giving your fucking money away. But, I mean, it helps. It definitely helps because you mentally know you're going to have to fucking pay this, and it's not going to be next year. It's going to be in a few weeks, like realistically, because it's every quarter. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, breaking that down, I know what I have to give them, like, every quarter or every month or whatever. It's 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 depressing, you know. It's like I was telling you, hey, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of looking for a job and just putting all, everything I make from that job to the IRS so I can keep my business going. But realistically... I can only work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and keep my business going. You know, I got to work those other days. Who the fuck's going to hire me Tuesday through Thursday? I mean, probably a job that you wouldn't want to take, which, right. I mean, but it's none of the is jobs what it I is. Take, so. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, I mean, people, the jobs out there, they don't, they don't get paid enough. I seen an article. It's like I think minimum wage or the average wage or something is like uh, fifteen bucks. And what people actually need on average to like live comfortably is thirty five. So I mean that's that's more than half off, Joe. That's more than I made. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I did like it if they once. They were paying thirty five. Fuck it, I'll go work. I uh, I definitely did the uh, math once, and it probably reflects a lot on fucking last year's salary because last year wasn't great. But uh, I was one time recently it came out to like I was making about twelve bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bust my ass, Joe, for twelve goddamn bucks an hour. But it's what I do, man. Uh, it's it's all I know realistically, and. Uh, yeah, I know other shit, or I did, you know, close to 20 years ago. I've been doing this shit a long time. I can't go back to that, or I could, but it's also a different, uh, like, workplace dynamic now to where, like, hey, you know, you have to, you have to do this. You have to be this. You can't talk to people like this and, like, oh, so you can't get shit done. You know, so you're just here. You know, can I be in a job where I'm just here? I don't know. Maybe I could. You know, if I think you got to make this money, you got to make this money, you got to make this money and just fucking sit there with that mantra. But I don't know. I like to get shit done. You know, I like to fucking know that I'm doing something uh, that's worth the fuck. You know, making t-shirts, maybe that's not worth the fuck. I don't know. But at least I know I'm doing it. And at least I know, like, hey, there's people out there wearing it or whatever. I don't know, Tom. I don't fucking know. Yeah. uh, You know, you have the uh, self-worth 
and uh, pride in yourself with doing it yourself. You know you're doing the work and uh, you're being accomplished doing said work for yourself, the company that you made. And you go off, you're just working for some nameless, faceless, whatever the fuck to get them rich. And it's just, mm-hmm. and I got to act like this and wear this shit too. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's, there's nothing like nothing fucking wrong. Like mostly everybody does that shit. Right. Yeah. You We're know, just and, very and that's how fucking you get by. dumb people. We're not telling you that like how you live your life is bad or anything. It's just like, I, I am. Fuck it. you. <laughs> I can't do that. You know? I'm not a fucking drone like you. <laughs> no it's just uh once you've been doing something for so it's fucking weird like it's not trying to sound arrogant or uppity or anything like that but uh once you've been doing something for yourself so long it's kind of like failure isn't an option even though you know failure is there every single fucking day and you feel so like just, a failure most days. Like I, yep. uh, this year, especially uh, the first three months, I've felt like a failure. I have felt like a failure. Uh, right now, I'm too busy not to feel like a failure. But all the money that's coming in, that's already spent. So I'm still broke. I'm just too busy to think, man, you're a fucking failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, money hasn't been great at all over here, so I definitely hear you on that. And it's just like, oh, yeah, get up, pay what I can. Like I said, I've been having to live off my fucking savings account, and that sucks. About to have to pull even more out to pay off the old credit cards. That's all right. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it's fucking like I've been noticing it's hard times for everybody, daddy. Like everybody's yeah. going through yeah. the bullshit. And I'm not a political motherfucker, but uh, you know, a couple years ago everyone was saying, Oh, fuck Trump. Now I don't see any any posters like, oh Biden's doing a great job. Like I don't get into that shit at all. But nobody that owns a business is saying that. Other people are, but uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. In all honesty, fuck them both. I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. You got to be a fuck fucking a dickhead to run for a power position mm-hmm. as it is. So, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do because I need the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But enough about misery, Joe. Uh, yesterday, uh, <coughs> the old family wanted to go to mass, Joe. This is the uh, first time I, been I, in... I tend to forget that you're Catholic, Tom, that your family is Catholic. But and, you know, it's like, oh, shit, they're Italian. Yeah. Mm. I mean, how miserable I am. It's kind of hard to forget what that would what that would be, Joe. But uh, yeah, so we were we roll in there. Let me ask you something quick, Joe. <clears throat> There's a stereotypical voice for somebody who would molest a child, would you say? Mm, maybe there's like a few. Well, let, let me hear the first one that comes to your head. Hey, Joe. 
<laughs> what did you watch this week? <laughs> you should have said, hey, Tom, say something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one that comes up to my head. You know, the second was. Oh, let us praise him. Okay, so now if you were going to do like the stereotypical go-to, what would that be, Joe? Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, come on over. Let's go to the, the back room. Hey, you know, have you seen my penis? Do you know about penises? Let's talk about penises. So as I'm walking into the entrance to the church, to the uh, foyer, as you will, before you go into the actual cathedral, is that did did you get the called? holy water and like ah the lot of like there was a lot of people there and with COVID and everybody dipping their hands into things anything anyway, but uh, from from down below I hear oh you're you're not going to need that hat in there. <laughs> And I look over, and it's like the little priest, and he's saying this to me through a COVID mask. Him and the deacon were the only ones wearing the COVID masks, Joe. And if I wasn't with my mom, I wouldn't be there. But if I wasn't with my mom, I would have said, listen here, motherfucker, you don't need that mask either. We're not even in there yet. I'll take it off when I walk in. <laughs> Don't worry. So right there, as soon as as soon as I walk in, I'm already like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> so I mean, we go in. It's like an hour of mass. Fine, you know, it is. It is what it is. And then he's just like, hey, well, who's all here to get baptized today? And in my head, I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was like some personal thing you do on your own time with your family. And shit, like 20 people get up, dude. And they start baptizing people. Like, I shouldn't have been there for that. Like, that, me, I shouldn't have been there. I don't know you guys. You know, I think religion's a personal thing. I'm not for the organized, all that. Just be a good person. I don't. I don't need a part of this. This is like a special thing for you. And you got old fat dickhead time back there sweating like, oh, shit, what are we doing? And then fucking they go up and do communion and everything. Keep in mind, the priest and the deacon are wearing the COVID mask when people are still drinking out of the same cup. Dude, it was wild. I, I, what, I was like, what, what's going on? It was just wild. And then everybody loved each other. This is the love with you. And we left. It was two hours. Thought we were going to be there an hour. <sighs> I wish I could He's say, oh, you, yeah, and also with you. I wish <laughs> I could have said I went in there. And, oh, man, I got filled up with the with yeah. the spirits and You shit. felt good but, after you left. It's yeah. like, fuck, yeah. You know, no, as soon as I get in church. there, this son of a bitch talks down to me. <laughs> I was like, listen here, motherfucker. We're all people. We're on the same goddamn. Sorry, we're on It'd the same level. If fucking hit him, <laughs> dude. I was tower, towering, towering over this old man. I definitely couldn't have happened. 
<laughs> I take that. Oh, I'm not even going to bring that up or anything, but it was just, dude, I would have loved nothing more to like just feel it, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know, Joe, but I did go home and watch The Passion of the Christ with it being Easter and, the, and all. Have you ever seen that? I have seen this movie, Tom. Have it you? It was a Mel Gibson joint. <laughs> it was. And I'm surprised I haven't seen that sooner because I loved those fucking tapes of his that got released. <laughs> you where love he was Mel And the way he talks about our, uh, our, our fellow gentlemen and our fellow... Uh, Gentiles. And Gentiles, yes. There you go, okay. Well, we were both wrong the first time, so that's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh... I didn't see this for years and years and years and years because, I mean, what people said was, oh, it's just Jesus getting the shit beat out of him the whole movie. And, oh, it's so long. It's two hours. Looking back on it now, sure, maybe the 15 years, 20 years ago, it was, that was a long movie then. But now that's like your average movie length. Yeah. So, uh. It's not as torturous, I'd say, as uh, one of the Star Wars movies or one of the... I mean, maybe, maybe use your words a little better because it was extremely torturous, Joe. I'm saying torturous to me, <laughs> to the viewer. Well, I mean, the movie was pretty much torture porn. That's yeah, what I'm saying, that because... Well, explain to them, to, to our audience, those who have not seen this passion of the Christ, what this movie is all about, Tom. All right. Uh, straight up, I'm going to say being uh, raised Catholic, I know bullet points and names. <laughs> like, I don't really know who's who. They don't really tell you who's who. They may be saying, hmm. Seven out of the 20, now they may be say five out of the 28 characters' names. So, unless you know who these people like are, I kept looking up IMDb and looking at the picture to see who they played and who they were and shit like that. But, uh, this is, I guess, the last uh, half a day of Jesus's life where uh, old Judas sells him out to the Jews. And uh, they get Jesus and they say, hey, you, you're a you're a blasphemer saying you're the son of God. And ooh, we don't like it. So uh, uh, you do horrible things to this man. You know, maybe he's at best. He's telling the truth. At worst, he's suffering from mental illness. And either way, they're just torturing and spitting upon, and I would say probably pissing on them and shit like that, but they didn't show that in the movie. So then they bring him up to this guy. I think uh, I looked up and his name was Pilate. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's like some Roman guy. Mm-hmm. 
And then he's just like, hey, maybe you're a judge or something. I don't know. But, uh, hey, what are we going to do with this guy? So he talks to Jesus. He's just like, hey, man, let's rap. Want some water? No. So uh, he's just like, so So what's going on? They t- they talk. And then the old pilot goes back out. He's just like, no, nah, he's cool, man. I'm going to let him go. And the Jews say, boo. Let Barabbas go. Yeah. Let Barabbas go. <laughs> well, that was after. So uh, then they say, all right, all right, all right. We'll take him to the king and we'll let the king decide. And the king was like some half a gay guy, hedonistic weirdo or something. Again, I don't know who it was supposed to be, but he came off as he swings both ways and that was just fine. But they just, he came off common like, at the time and now. <laughs> and now he just came off as like some effeminate, like hedonism bot from fucking Futurama. <laughs> and then fucking that dude was just like, ah, no, Jesus is just crazy get him out of here i'm gonna go have sex with this guy and dog and girl (laughs) so then they bring jesus back to uh old pilot and he's just like man i really don't want to do this to you but mel gibson wants to depict jews so bad (laughs) so then for like the next 20 minutes they just kicked the fucking shit out of jesus while all the jews are clapping and eating popcorn it's fucked up and uh satan's in the background and he's carrying like this weird little midget baby that was weird so jesus is just beat up while these fucking guys who are beating him up are practically fucking coming in their pants are just like oh yeah this is the greatest shit ever we're just beating the hell out of this poor man trying to keep our erections down so jesus is like beat to an inch of his life and fucking old pilot brings him out he's just like all right is this good enough no what you people are fucked i'm washing my hands of this (laughs) sorry jesus i guess they're gonna do what they're going to do so uh they crucify him and they just beat the shit out of him some more as he's carrying the cross and all this and it's and then they nail him to a cross and then when he's finally dead they get a big poker and just stab him in the ribs and move it around so all of his blood just sprays out like a fountain. And then we see like uh, 30 seconds or so of Jesus in the tomb being, not being resurrected, but resurrect, being resurrected. And then it's over. It was, I didn't want to see this guy just get the shit beat out of him for, well, Tom, I got to say, you know, we've been doing this show for fucking years, you know, and your movie synopsis is usually are fucking garbage. This is the best. 
movie synopsis you've ever done. You you're really you've said what this movie is about exactly. My uh, left so out. I mean, they they should fucking record, you know, record this, transcribe it, and put it on back of the DVD or Blu-ray, you know, <laughs> because you're you're telling exactly what it's like. You've never done that before, and this this is like a fucking turning point for Tom. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, and it's uh, yeah, this movie is incredibly anti-Semitic, which is exactly what. Uh, Mel Gibson wants to do because Mel Gibson hates Jews, he hates blacks, he 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 hates you know any. I don't know about all that. I might any, say he just might get that, a little angry and drunk his, in space. Uh, anybody that may have fucked his uh um little thin model wife, you know, he hates them, and like that's probably all races. All I'm saying is I'm a supporter of the Rose Garden. And I know how it is to be capable of things. And I, too, also like to get blown. So, But uh, anybody that's grown up Catholic, they know, like, all Catholic church are set up to where they have nine stations of the cross going around the church. And it's all about the crucifixion. It's all about, hey, Jesus did this. Now he's carrying the, the cross. Now he falls down. Now, like, fucking they whip him for a little while. Now, like, this other guy carries a cross for a little while. Now, you know, you know, Jesus fucking, like, you know, they're they're nailing shit onto him. And now it's like, so you grow up with that as a kid. You know, you grow up, think, you know, like, oh, well, you know, Jesus did this for us. Jesus fucking endured all this torture for us. And. And it's fucking there. It's there in like beautiful fucking artwork, you know, that's like, I'm like, wow, that's cool as a kid. It, no, that's not cool. This is fucking crazy shit. This is fucking crazy shit that we're, we're looking at and we're like wondering, like, wow. So now what do we do? Just, well, I don't know. Go blow this fucking uh, priest when he gets us in the <laughs> little fucking, uh, room there to confess our sins yeah uh i hate to say it but that whole child molested thing really uh <laughs> had a bunch of people uh fuck off from the church after that i know when as soon as i walked in i fucking before he's like hey that hat i heard he's like oh the little pussy boy's back i said oh no <laughs> We remember him. Remember him. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, shit, man. <clears throat> I I don't know. No one. No one does. That's why the whole believe thing is is so so big. I just be the best fucking person you can. You know that. What what else can I tell you? Nothing. You don't don't listen to fucking me. <laughs> yeah. I can barely get through explaining what this movie was, Joe. So synopsis wise, you know, you're done with that. Did you like the movie, Tom? Uh, it was all right. I'll probably never watch it again. Uh, I'll watch the sequel. I had some questions. Like uh at the beginning when the Jews come to get Jesus and him and the apostles are having like a fight with the Jews. Uh, one of the Jewish guys gets his ear cut off 
and then Jesus puts his hand over the guy's ear and like heals it totally a new ears grown back there's no scar tissue or anything so at the end of i want to say at the end of the movie but during the resurrection when jesus comes back in the movie it showed that he had like holes through his hands like he was all healed up except these holes through his hands why didn't that heal all the way joe wouldn't it right you would think or was he like some kind of ghost now or, or he trying to ghost? show hey i did this for you people yeah like a remembrance yeah but isn't that what the uh bible is like a remembrance of it i don't know tom yeah that's what i'm like i'm just it's movie logic i just sorry growing up catholic i've never actually read the bible however i did look up bible audio books and shit was like 58 hours long, which the Bible's not that big. How is this that long? Well, look up the one narrated by Charlton Heston, so it could at least sound good. Is there one? Yeah, he did, That's you know, a Bible crazy. on tape, and it was Chuck Heston reading the Bible in the beginning. There was the heavens and the earth. And God said it was good. And it was good. Is that a Simpsons joke? No, I guess that was Phil Hartman. I miss Phil Hartman. <laughs> so, yes, it was a Simpsons. We, we established. Oh, that was Saturday Night Live. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, the movie was all right. I was captivated. I was thinking it was going to be in English at first. It was, uh, I want to, I was going to say, oh, you know, it was nice to hear the story after all these years, but it wasn't. Mel Gibson was <laughs> like clever, you know, he's like, hey, we're going to make it an Aramaic, you know. I mean, it was in Hebrew too, and I think one other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to watch it, watch it. I would say, oh, you got to run out and. I mean, it's up to you. Something like this. I can't say, oh, you got to, or no, don't. That ain't fucking my call, man. So, some of my Catholic relatives, I remember when this came out, and they were saying, oh, it, you know, it was great. Is you know, when, when they step on that demon, and it's like, you know, fuck you, devil. They was like, no, oh, they I killed felt... the snake or whatever. Yeah, they were like, I feel so, I felt so powerful when that happened. And it was like, yes, you know that, you know. Okay, I don't know, but for them, that was a powerful scene. Yeah, I mean, to each their own, really. This is, I mean, like I said, religion's like a personal thing with like you and your family. The the getting in robes and i don't know if it's just because of all the horror movies that makes the shit seem creepy or the child molestation act uh child molestation aspect or that it really is creepy okay but so we get to this question about like the guy that made it okay so the guy that made it he, you know, there's a lot of questions about why he made it and what he's trying to say. You know, 
uh, Mel Gibson supposedly is Catholic. He's a big Catholic or whatever. But at the same time, he's saying a lot of bad shit about Jews in the movie. And then in real life, he's said a lot of bad shit about Jews and about blacks. So, you know, people say like, hey, you know, like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie because like the Weinsteins did this or whatever. I mean, wouldn't you do the same thing with this movie? Uh, you know, it, it's another thing about, hey, in this case, do you disassociate the... Uh, the the art from the artist. Right, yeah, the art from the artist, exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mel Gibson... a tough time with that shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch Victor Salva's shit. But uh, to me, it just came off that fucking Mel Gibson was drunk as fuck and this lady was just pushing his fucking buttons. So, I mean, you say wild shit. I'm not just saying, oh, you know, forget. I mean, he said the shit. It is what it is. It's not like he was saying it, trying to be funny. Have you seen that video where he got pulled over? Oh, something like, don't you know who I am? That kind of shit. No, he's like, hey, are you a Jew? You must be a Jew if you're fucking doing, you know. No, he was like, like, saying a lot of shit. So it's not just like he was fucked up with his wife. This is shit that's in his mind that he fucking. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all people are people, as they say in Race War the remake. There's assholes in every yeah. race. It's like I, I love uh... the fucking Mad Max movies. I think they're badass. Apocalypto. Is fucking great. You know, you did a great job on that, Mel. If you want to come on the show and talk to me on Tom, you know, I know you're watching right now. Let's fucking hash this out, you know. I'll probably just ask you shit about Machete, too. That's I can't think of any other Mel Gibson movies I could say. Oh, yeah, I love that shit. Like, fucking... For me, it's Mad Max movies. I love that shit. Mad Max movies are fucking great. I never cared for him. Like his tapes, those tapes that got released to him yelling at that lady. That's my favorite Mel Gibson thing. <laughs> and then Machete too. And after that, I guess Passion of the Christ. And how long they... has it been since you listened to those tapes? <clears throat> I listened to the uh, Opie and Anthony shit with Patrice O'Neill every couple years. It's on YouTube if you'd like to listen. I'm incredibly racist. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's funny just because he's saying this ridiculous shit. I don't agree with it or anything, but it's just so goddamn ridiculous and blunt. In the sh- I'll put you in the rose garden because I'm capable of that. Sh- shut up. You should just shut up and blow me. It's fucking hilarious. We even put that Rose Garden shit in Race War, the remake. Shit cracks me up. Joe, that guy was fucking drunken. He was all raged up and drunk. Like, I'm not trying, oh, let's laugh at people at their lowest and shit. But that was wild and crazy fucking shit. It was just fucking, and that's. No, no, no. I don't think you can laugh at him and say hey this is at his lowest because he was like pretty powerful 
at that time. So you're not laughing at him at his lowest. It's like, well, I'm not talking about power. I'm just saying like lowest being a fucking like, Mm. like, I don't give a fuck what people have, what people don't have or whatever. I'm just saying like, is a person that was, I was pretty low saying all that shit. But again, that broad knew exactly what to say to piss him off and shit to get him fucking he did. mad. He push his buttons and shit. Yeah. It's, it's fucking very easy for them to get you mad. So. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <laughs> Believe me. Believe me. I had some shit going tonight that was not good. But anyway. I'm supposed to record and still here. Ah! Was it that? No. <laughs> of course it wasn't, Joe. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, hey. Yeah, no, you're well on the podcast. We don't need to I'm going to record so I don't have to talk to anybody else right now. Oh, no. All right. And here we are. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the movie was all right. Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. It was technically well made and all that. The, it had like. You're a special effects guy, so what do you think about the gore and the the slicing, dicing, and shit on his ribs? I mean, it was pretty good. It was a lot. Uh, My buddy reminded me that this was the movie that uh, those uh, prosade fucking transfers were created on. It's like when you sculpt your fucking appliances and shit. And then you mix cabasu with prose to make this kind of Explain that to somebody like me that doesn't understand what the fuck you're talking about. All right. So uh, you sculpt your wound appliances and all that. And then you make a mold. What's a wound appliance, you fuck? Okay. So in order to make (laughs) all those lashes and gashes on Jesus or any other character... This is the same with like makeups and stuff too, but it's mm-hmm. used a lot for wounds. Uh, you have to sculpt all that out. You can build it up with fucking whatever, but doing that every day and on something like this, no, that's like for backyard low budget movies and shit. So Melly Gibbs had the money, so you sculpt it all out and make these silicone molds. So normally you would not in silicone molds, but for these ones, uh, for these. For these Bondo transfers specifically, you would use a silicone mold. Others, you would use a stone mold to get either foam latex or silicone pieces out. So uh, Prosade is a medical adhesive used to uh, apply all these makeup pieces and stuff. So it'll stick to your skin and you use it to mix with the pain if you're not using something like a skin illustrator and alcohol activated makeup. So uh, Chris Tinsley, Tinsley, something like that, probably getting the name wrong. My apologies. He came up with a way that he would mix Cabasil, which is a thickening agent, with uh, Prosade. So you'd get this paste and then you put that into the mold and freeze it. So you'd have like a, a thicker, uh, not thicker, but you'd have like a sturdier piece. And then you could apply these things and just fucking thin them down with a little more prosate or alcohol so you wouldn't see those edges at all. And they would just blend right into the skin. Because when you sculpt it and you get your uh, foam or silicone pieces, you know, there's an edge to it. And you can't thin down that silicone or latex or whatever. But since this is an actual makeup product, he was able to 
thin it down so the edges were just nothing and it would just blend in whatever like when you uh do the foam or the silicone you have to sculpt those edges so goddamn thin that you know it'll just blend right into the skin when you put it down and all that it's a process for sure it's not as hard as i'm making it sound but just imagine being able to thin down a product instead of trying to blend down the edge if that makes sense okay so when you saw this because uh, you watch these movies, especially like the the special effects part or the the gore part, you see them. You watch these differently than like me. Yeah, I look at the sculptures first. Yeah, so when you watch this movie, um, like what were you I'm just looking at all the little sculptures everywhere first? Yeah. So, so what did you think when you're watching this shit? Uh, it was all right. I mean, it was DVD quality, so I mean, it would hide a lot anyways, but I mean, yeah, it was pretty good. They had the money to do what they did and hired the people to do what they needed to do, so I mean, it was well done. It's nothing like fucking hard rock zombies or fucking, you know, some shit like that. Fucking, I'm just trying to think that's the first thing, or anything else Vinegar Syndrome put out, let's just say something like that, you know what I'm saying? This was... Actual something with lots and lots of money to put into production. And so when your buddy said, hey, like this guy did this for the first time. So did that change shit in the? I mean, yeah, a lot of people use that now for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Shit, I just don't know. It's revolutionary as they. Yeah, like a lot of us that, that just watch movies, we don't know shit, you know, behind the scenes like that or whatever. No, I mean, I you wouldn't notice it anyways. Watch it's just a, scenes shit, so. Yeah, it's nothing you'd notice. It's just, uh, it helps speed up the process of applying all this shit and getting it done, you know what I'm saying? Because there were so many fucking lashes and wounds, they needed something that they could... Yeah. And that was it. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, so that's that, I guess. Ooh, it's going to be a long episode, huh? <laughs> yeah, which is good because I didn't watch the movie we were supposed to talk about. But, uh, yeah, Tom, the only movie I watched this week, cause I had a long week, man. A lot of shit going on this week, so... Hardly watched anything. It took me three days to watch over your dead body. Look at this. Look at this uh, nice slip cover. Man, I haven't looked this up, but if you want to buy this, I'm going to have it in my fucking uh, bullshit. Takashi Miike. Tom is a big fan of Takashi Miike. Or as I call him, T-Mike. Yeah, T-Mike. Uh, he's done big movies like uh, Ichi the Killer, Audition, you horror movie freaks like Audition, Visitor Q. A lot of you, you know, horror movie thing people say, Hey, I've been meaning to watch that, you know, and you're never going to. But anyway, like the guy does all kinds of shit, and this one is a movie. It's about a, a theater company, and they're making a play 
about an ancient Chinese ghost story. So part of the movie, a big part of the movie is them filming them doing the play. And the the play is fucking awesome. It's good. The way they're filming the play is fucking good. And then they stop that. Hey, let's scroll back. We're going to focus on the people, the main actors in the play. And we're going to look at their lives for a little while. And it's like, holy shit. Oh, their lives are started in a mirror. What's going on in the play? Oh, fuck. Let's go back to the play. And we're going to do the play for a little while. And it's pretty slow. It's pretty fucking slow. You know, it's like, but it's good. It's good, but it's not good enough for you to give a shit about. And let's go back to the people now. It's mirroring that shit more, and like the characters get more crazy. And it's like, wow, I want, I'm being more like this person. Like, do you love me? It's like, no, that that's you know that's part of the play. No, do you love me? I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna stab myself in the pussy. And she starts stabbing herself in the pussy, looking for her baby. And uh, <laughs> she say shit like, lick me, lick me. I know my baby's in here somewhere. I know my. <laughs> And where is it? Where is it? I've been looking for it? You know, it's like, all right, you know, but that comes later, and it's like, all right, what are you doing, McKay? What are you doing? This is pretty slow. This is really slow. <laughs> oh, shit, I guess. Yeah, okay. All right, okay, the ghosts and the and the story that y'all are adapting are finally coming in. Oh, okay. And then the ghosts in the real life are, all right, they're finally doing something. It's like, but, but, you know, you're asleep. You're fucking asleep by this point. And you don't give a shit. Not a good movie, man. Not, <laughs> I like Takashi Miike, but man, the guy makes like, like, 15 movies a year at least so a lot of them gotta suck and this one sucks let me ask you a question there joe mm -hmm. you been drinking all day not all day no okay <laughs> i have no idea what the fuck this movie is about yeah, neither do I, Tom. <laughs> you know? I mean, fuck, you can watch the movie and you'll have just as much a clue as I do right now. Something about a play? Yeah. Like, and there's a, a doll right here. Like, there's a doll in it, too. What's the doll have to do with it? I don't fucking know. But the doll's in it and it's crying at one scene. I don't know. Look at this slipcover, though. People love slipcovers. No, I don't. I don't know if people love slipcovers as much as they love thick slipcovers. <laughs> oh, those people, Joe. I rewatched a classic.
called The Exorcist 3. Have you seen it? Uh, I've seen this movie, Tom. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I do. I keep <laughs> like it. George C. Scott is the fucking man at it. He's he just is. so fucking angry and pissed off. I love every second that he's yelling at people. He's like us <laughs> in, in a movie. <laughs> fucking that uh, that first scene when he walks into the police station. He's just, you're a racist, you know that? Listen, I'm the police interviewer. I'm the police, uh, what's it called? Application. It says, what would you do? If you got rabies, he wrote, I'd do anything for him. I love the Jewish people. (laughs) And he just looks at him, disgusted. He's like, all right, I'm going to get out of here. You go home and talk about WAPs or whatever you do. (laughs) Fucking laughed my ass off. And then the rest of the movie's just so mad yelling. Fuck you, dude. Because you always (laughs) get mad at me. For laughing at inappropriate shit like on Siege, you know, and shit like that. But here you are, you know, I guess, you know, if it's laughing at Jews, that's what you dig, you know? What? Yeah. If if it's against the gays or something, it's like, oh, Joe, you shouldn't do that. But the Jews, oh, they killed Jesus, Joe, you know? know. I mean, being real, I'll fucking you know, laugh at anybody. Yo, me and my buddy Mel Step. Gibson, we don't put up with that <laughs> shit. Uh, to be fair, I've never met the guy, but it feels like I know him. In person. <laughs> but you've corresponded. <laughs> Through letters. Love letters. Anyways, Joe, The Exorcist (laughs) 3 tells the story of uh, the cop from the uh, first Exorcist movie, but now it's 15 years later. Him and Father uh, Dyer, they create a uh, relationship, not a gay one. They're friends, Tom, that go to the movies a lot. They do. They see it's a wonderful life. Every year, they both go because they think they're cheering the other one up. Because they're both miserable fucks in their own way. And uh, oh, what's his name? George C. Scott. He's a, he's a cop and he's working on a, on a serial killer's case, Joe. And this uh, killer's has a thing for theatrics. His most recent, his most recent victim was a young black boy who was a, uh, on the police boys squad. Or some shit, boy. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but uh, like he gets his fucking head cut off, replaced with a fucking the head from a statue of Jesus painted like Al Jolson. So you don't see. Oh yeah, you do see the shit at the end, actually. Tom, do you know so many Al Jolson songs? Dude, I know who Al Jolson is. And that he took a lot of jobs away from a lot of people. But I'm not <laughs> listening to that guy's fucking shit. I'm sure. And that kind of bullshit. I don't give a good goddamn joke. <laughs> not the fuck at all. Probably sounds like that fucking frog that WB had out there bopping around. If I'd have to guess. But yeah. 
Uh, when it comes down to it, this is just a very fucking angry, angry fucking man, just so pissed off at all the pain and misery, misery, misery in this miserable fucking world. And Quite then he, related to it, right? Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. And then he's going through his own crisis of faith and all Quite that related shit. To it, and, yes. Yeah, no, I mean this fucking movie hits hard for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch it the more and more as the years pass and all that. It's uh, it's really fucking good shit. That whole thing at the end, where he's like, "I believe in death and pain and infidelity and scum and slime and filth and murder." I believe. I was like, ah, "It's the realest shit I've ever heard in a fucking movie, right there." Yeah, this shit, fucking awesome. Uh, I could definitely see it being a top 25 movie for me. I like it a lot better than the original Exorcist. I know everybody has their own opinion, but uh, this one's fucking great. Fucking Joe, it's not just fucking great. It's really fucking good. There, it sounds like a step down. <laughs> But yes, uh, George C. Scott, we've talked, we've praised him a lot on this show. Joe uh, dug him up and blew him once. It was fucked. But yeah, we probably need to do a show just dedicated to George C. Scott because he he is. He, he he's, was a fucking amazing actor. Incredible. And Do a fucking double feature of this in hardcore. Yeah, because this is like this fucking movie is not even worth what he puts into it. Like he's yeah. great. I don't know uh, if it would Brad be as fucking awesome Brad without is him. Fucking good in it. it. Is fucking great in it. And Fabio is fucking great. <laughs> Patrick Ewing. <laughs> he uh, shows up. Samuel Jackson's in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, George C. Scott, man, he fucking he delivers in this fucking movie. Nobody plays angry white guy like that. Some bitch plays yeah. angry white guy. Yeah, fucking. If you haven't seen that movie, just fucking whatever you're watching this on or listening to, throw it against the fucking wall and go watch the movie. And then 100. come back and listen to the rest <laughs> of this show for like we don't have much more to talk about, but fuck. Come back and listen to it. See, Joe says that, but I have another great yeah, movie and, to talk well, we, about. We didn't, you know, I thought this was going to be a fucking short show because, you know, I didn't want even watch the, shit, the movie we're supposed to talk about. And, and we're, what, like eight hours in right now? <laughs> Fuck. Yep. <laughs> but that's all right, Joe. Now we're going to talk about one of your favorites. Savage Streets. Oh, shit. (laughs) I think Joe went to go rape a deaf girl. I'm not sure. I can't hear anything, so I'm assuming so. (laughs) In the meantime, dwnproductions.net. I'm going to start making a bunch of shit for Frightmare coming up, so... uh. Time's running out, and I wouldn't say that. I fucking need the money, so I'll still make shit. But 
a lot of my time's going to be taken up making stuff for Frightmare. But Joe's back. I don't he really got... want to look for it, but the soundtrack to Savage Streets. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no more innocent heart. <laughs> it's some corny shit, but when some of those fucking songs come on. Shit. Yeah, it's fucking, it's good shit. But Joe, tell everybody about Savage Streets. Savage Streets is about a tough, just tough as fuck. And she's got some tough friends. But she's got a sister. You know. uh, Start out by saying they're in high school. They're in high school. (laughs) And she's got an innocent sister that's just kind of quiet, maybe dumb, maybe kind of. She's a deaf mute, Joe. Yeah. (laughs) Mute. And, uh. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's some tough. All right, so Savage Streets doing what toughs do. <laughs> it's about a, it's about a gang of uh, girl toughs in high school. The leader is uh, played by Linda Blair, and I'm gonna say she's a senior, and she has a <laughs> deaf mute sister, played, yes, played by Linnea Quigley, who I'm gonna say is a freshman. Wearing uh, the same costume that she wore in a demon yeah. night of the demons, <laughs> her fucking Halloween costume. So, uh, it's weird that this is set in high school because, uh, it's, it's very sexualized and there's a lot of fucking nudity in it. And they're all supposed to be fucking high schoolers, but this was directed by Danny Steinman. So, that should explain everything right there. Uh, so Linda Blair's just old, old, tough Tuffington. And, uh, you know, uh, one day, ah, shit. Okay. They go out for, and her and her friends go out on a night, just, you know, walking around fucking Hollywood Boulevard, drinking peach schnapps and eating and ice cream. And like, But not sluts. Because we just want to look like sluts. We just want to, you know, walk around. I don't know. They talk about fucking and sucking a lot, Joe. But uh, then a group of the uh, the male tough gang rolls up. And like, hey, yo. Hey, Reagan. How about you fucking blow me? Hey. And she's like, no. For <laughs> the Italian Tom, because they sound Italian. Yeah, but this takes place in California. But all the fucking but, you know, male street Italian- toughs are, oh, hey! Italians are immigrants, so they probably immigrated to California, right? Probably New York. You know, But that's fine. Everybody needs spaghetti everywhere, Joe. Hmm. Anyways, uh. They say, no, get the fuck out of here. We're not touching your dirty wieners. And then they all high five like, yeah, we got them. And later on that night, (laughs) later on that night, they see the uh, gang's car. So they fucking take it for a ride and they steal it, Joe. That's what they do. They steal their car, (laughs) take it for a joy ride and then fill it up with garbage. Unfortunately. For these ladies, this isn't any just street high school street gang. <laughs> these are uh, bisexual, murderous blow dealers, so they don't give a fuck. So, uh, 
how they get revenge for this act, Joe, is <sighs> they graphically gang rape the uh, freshman sister. And then when they're all done coming the, in her, the deaf mute. Yes. Because she so, can't yell, hey, I'm being raped by a gang because she's deaf or mute. And it's uh it's pretty graphic. Old Danny Steinman wanted it to be more graphic. He said, Oh hey, Linnea, how about we throw a little blood coming down from your little putty hole? And then we'll put some mucus up your nose. Oh, no. That's that's a bit much. I think when he kicks me in the fucking head at the end, that's enough. So, yeah, they didn't add that. And it's one of, I mean, just having watched Passion of the Christ, this uh, rape scene is one of the hardest fucking... uh, things i've seen had to sit through in a movie that tom was the <laughs> hardest he's ever been <laughs> oh what she's supposed to be eight <laughs> but yeah that fucking scene aside like leading up to that it's full of so much ridiculous dialogue and just wild fucking ridiculous shit it's like yeah i'm having like a fun laughing at this ridiculous as fuck movie and then you're just like oh my god and then from there it's just the revenge kind of builds up and builds up and builds up but the payoff just doesn't really land like she shoots a couple of the tufts with a crossbow and kills them which is fine you know the get rid of the henchmen like that whatever but uh, she has like the main Nothing guy. Gonna stand here. <laughs> That's the song. So she has the uh, the main tough like strung up like a pig at a slaughterhouse, and she should have just right there, just like cut him open and had like a really gruesome death. But uh, you know, he he gets away and he she just throws some flammable paint on him. And lights them on fire, and the burn effect doesn't really look that great. And that's it. Like yeah, this horrible effect. For <laughs> stunt, you know, it's when somebody's running on fire, or just like. But know. you had this very, very graphic scene, and the payoff is had the payoff has to be so much better than that. To where the audience is getting so excited, they're throwing the popcorn in the air. And people who are eating popcorn with their babies are throwing the babies in the air because they're just so excited. They did the wrong hand, but it just falls kind of fast and kind of an okay movie burn. Yeah, you needed something very gruesome to happen to this fucking guy. And it just really, it just really doesn't. So uh, it's hard to say, oh, this is, this is a fun movie. Go watch it and, you know, giggle. and Because that rape scene is very, very graphic. And uh, them being high school students and the amount of sluttery and nudity going on <laughs> is just kind of questionable. 
But if you can get past that, I mean, it's fucking a wild, ridiculous movie, and I really like it. But uh, looking back on it now, the way I look and the fucking size and height that I am, I wear this Savage Street shirt often. And if fucking somebody, just a normal person, knows what this movie is and they see me wearing it, Sure, it's pretty fucking eyebrow raising, Joe, and they fucking go the other way. Well, then if <laughs> you want to wear that one, you should wear the uh, Go Fuck an Iceberg shirt. Oh, is there one available? At oh shit! Dot com. <laughs> That's the best line in the fucking movie. Go Rest fuck in iceberg. <laughs> Rest in peace, John Vernon. Some bitch. <laughs> But yeah, if you can get past just that horrible graphic scene and you don't mind the ending falling a little flat, then it's hard to say it's a fun movie, but it's fucking ridiculous as shit with some of the wildest fucking dialogue you'll ever hear. Uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. <laughs> Would recommend, but just be aware that there's some dude because right before she gets just fucking decimated they have her just like doing some weird ass fucking just like little eight-year-old girl dance slowed down in the middle of the gym it's fucking weird she's just oh this is gonna be the best day of my life and then disaster strikes but shit man would would recommend. I like this movie so much. I bought two shirts from Fast Custom Shirts through the years so far. <laughs> well, uh, it is never seen the Go Fucking Iceberg shirt. I did not, but after I get off here, I will. Hopefully, I'll see some Exorcist Three shirts up there with his "I Believe" speech and hell, maybe even a shirt with a. Big ass head on it that says drink responsibly. We'll see. <laughs> Fuck. Oh shit. That's not good. <laughs> so while Joe goes to get paper towels, I'm going to remind you to head on over to Fast Custom Shirts because not only is there fucking iceberg printed on a shirt, but not just printed, screen printed on a shirt there are also literally hundreds and hundreds more designs that you'll probably if you wanted to you know what fuck it you got nothing better to do go get yourself a six-pack some legal marijuana and just go through the pages and pages and pages and look at every single shirt that fastcustomshirts.com has to offer Juan would appreciate it immensely Joe, what? he doesn't give a fuck. But Juan, he does. And if you need something, hit Juan up. Don't hit Joe up. It's just a little pro tip right there. Woo! So anyway, <laughs> Tom. Anyways, Joe, I also watched another movie. <laughs> did you? I did. Luckily, this one won't be spoken about for long because it wasn't that good it's called the chill factor have you ever seen or heard of this movie 
No, I haven't. Well, it's about a group of friends, 20-somethings, I would say. They go uh, they go snowmobiling, and uh, one of them crashes into a tree and fucking knocks himself unconscious. Unfortunately, they're away from civilization, but fortunately, they come across a camp. Unfortunately, this camp was fucking used in some cult shit or whatever, so it's haunted or possessed by the devil or some shit. I don't know. It was pretty fucking lame and uh, not worth your time, really, to watch. I have a Blu-ray copy of this, and it's uh, Arrow Video. I was shocked that it wasn't Vinegar Syndrome, because this seems like something that would definitely be up there, Allie. And more people probably would have watched it if Vinegar Syndrome released it, honestly, just because a lot of those people are like a fucking cult over there, and they'll just gobble up anything. But yeah, chill factor, not that great. If you see me at a convention and I have my fucking for sale box, it'll be in there unless it was already sold to some poor son of a bitch. Joe, (laughs) you can find it along with Joe's upside down copy of You're a Dead Baby or whatever the fuck that movie was called. Because I can't read my own handwriting. And that was about it. Uh, Joe picked the house movies to watch next in our next series. Unfortunately, Joe's a big fucking drunk. Because we've talked about quite a bunch of other shit this time. So we're not going to talk about that this time. However, next week, we will be talking about house. Yes. Not only House, but we will be talking about House 2, the and second house- story. So we will be talking about the first two House movies tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next week. Next like, week. But right- tomorrow, Tom. Come on, man. <laughs> fuck. But right now, Joe, we're going to... We should have done this last year, but... uh. We got to say goodbye to a friend. One of your favorites, Joe. Old, as you would call him, Ross Andrew. Oh, yes, Ross Andrew. Last last issue was uh, his last issue on Amazing Spider-Man. Was it? Yes, it was. And now we have old Sally boy, Sal Buscema. Bushima, Bushamo, and uh, they're all made to draw the house style, Joe. So it's hard to fucking tell. (laughs) Uh, It's still still all pretty much looking the same, except for uh, Sandman's new redesign, which is fucking terrible okay so sandman had this re- okay so anyway starting from this like uh spiderman's is uh he's pissed because he let this other motherfucker die the last issue and now he's thinking hey this guy was my best friend you know what what can i do blah 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 and like we flip to hey they're transporting the sandman here somewhere and hey oh 
And it's like, hey, some people are going to bust him out of jail. He does. He gets busted out of jail. He's got his sand form, and he's going to go like, whatever. And it's like, the guy that, like, busts him out of jail says, hey, you got to do something for me. What? What do I got to do for you? I'm the fucking Sandman's. You got to beat up Spider-Man's. Okay. I'll go beat up Spider-Man's. I was going to do that anyways. Yeah. But in the meantime, like he does, like he had a new costume because he was part of the Frightful Four when he wasn't in the Spider-Man comics. He was doing this shit in the Fantastic Four comics. And it's a dumb costume. It's a fucking dumb costume. And the Sandman has such a fucking powerful fucking... You know, like, he can he can fuck up Spider-Man easily. Easily, if he thought about it. But, anyway, he fucking fights Spider-Man's again. And Spider-Man's like, oh, oh I can punch through you, or I can throw my web webs into your eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> Like Joe has done to many poor, expecting, unexpecting young ladies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it sucks, man. <laughs> like, you know, Sandman should, like, fucking give him a good fight or anything. It's a one-issue thing. It's fucking bullshit. Yep, Sandman, uh, he freezes himself, and he almost falls over and does a Sub-Zero fatality, but lucky for him, Spider-Man's has a heart of gold and saves him from shattering. So he'll be back, Joe. He'll be back. Will he now, Tom? Yeah. Yep, they're almost up to issue a thousand. He'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) A few times, actually. So get ready for that. And the grave. Get ready for that, too. (laughs) Because that'll be coming. And Kane. Get ready for (laughs) Let me make sure I got everything. All right, list, Joe. This list. was a list you came up with in honor of Easter, I'm assuming. Yes. We have a uh, top five list of movies featuring Jesus. And at number five, I have an obvious one, uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, if you want to go for a traditional, like, Jesus-type movie, this one is really, really good. Um, this is one you can watch with your family, hang out, and like, hey, yeah, you know, the rest of mine are not. But this one, like, hey, wanted to give you a one that, like, hey, we can watch with the family. This is it. That was number five. Thank you. My number five is Dogma. Has that uh, iconic Buddy Christ reimagining. That became ever so popular and made Kevin Smith a multi-billionaire. 
So, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we have dogma. And as I said, a year, two years ago, whenever the fuck I rewatched that last, still holds up. And number four, I have Ben Hur. This is a uh, movie with Charlton Heston. It's a good movie. It's like a kick-ass good movie. Jesus comes out in a couple of scenes and inspires, you know, old Ben Hur to be a better person. So it, it's pretty badass, you know. Thanks, Jesus. We're helping out old Ben when he needed you most. Joe, my number four is a movie. But not just any movie, Joe. It's a movie based on a TV show. Only this episode of the TV show is bigger, longer, and uncut because it's a movie, you see. And that would be South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. The movie. And number three, Tom. I have Monty Python in the life of Brian. This is like a movie that shows like, hey, what if somebody else like got the message? But he wasn't the savior, but thought he was the Messiah. Good movie. Funny movie. And it is my number three. Three. Yes. Speaking of number threes, Joe. My number three is the Big Lebowski because it has the Jesus in it. Not like that fucking shitty spinoff movie, The Jesus Rolls. But the Jesus was good in the Big Lebowski. He just had that one little cameo where he was bowling, licks the ball, throws it down the lane, talk about how he was blowing eight-year-olds or whatever the fucking, and we were out. The Big Lebowski. At number two, Tom, you have Tommy. You know, Tommy. The Japanese movie? He plays pinball. It's a fucking deaf blind kid. And he can play a ten, uh, pinball and he fucking starts a religion. Like, like people start following him, which I guess, like, oh yeah, he can do that. He can like, oh shit. It's a great movie, Tom. Great movie. Tommy. So I guess it's not the Japanese one then. No. Okay. Joe, my number two is a number three. But not just any number three. The Exorcist three. It's like we just talked about that one, Joe. Crazy. A lot of statues of Jesus in this one. It is, yeah. Tom, my number one is God Told Me To by our friend Larry Cohen. And this is a movie about a Jew guy <coughs> figures out that, like, hey, Jesus is an alien that wants to fuck me. We want to like make 
alien, you know, transvestite babies. Fucking great, weird ass movie. The best movie with Jesus ever. It's been a, it's been a long time since I seen that one, but I do have it, and it is fucking weird. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. The guy starts glowing at the end, or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. Jesus starts glowing at the end. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, Joe, my number one will come as no surprise because it's my favorite movie of all time, and it just happens to have Jesus in it at the very end, waving goodbye with everybody else and that movie is orgasmo joe and those are our favorite movies featuring depictions of jesus so next week joe you know what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about no but i hope you tell me we're gonna talk about our favorite actresses but just because I know you, we're going to do our favorite actresses who aren't in pornography movies. Mm. So legitimate. Whatever that means to you, Joe. Pretty rough, Tom. Yep. I want you to think that's what you get for not watching the movie this week. So, hey, if you like not watching movies, Head on over to dwnproductions.net and check out all the shit that I make. Maybe you want some shit made. Hit me up. Maybe I'll do it. Most likely, I will if it's not something fucking dumb. Because contrary to popular belief, I do turn down shit that I don't want to make. So, Or I'll just charge you more if I don't like it. We'll see. DWNProductions.net. Throw your money at my fucking face like I'm a dirty horse swinging my fat little rump on a pole because I could use it to feed my children. And by my children, I mean me. Joe? And after that, FastCustomShirts.com. We are busy as fuck right now. But that doesn't mean I'll turn your business away. I would have done it in the past, but hey, right now I need money. So, you know, send your shit over to fastcustomshirts at gmail.com. Let me see what we can do for you. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Things suck <laughs> right now. They suck. And, and I, I suck for like taking your fucking bullshit work. But what can I do? I just got to make money, man. What what can I do? Fuck. So all you can do is dress like a hobo and talk to people on the internet for an hour and a half. I'm a hobo with a shotgun, like one of Tom, Tom's favorite movies. Fuck. Yeah. Mm. Go check out the review to see if that's a if that's fact or fiction. Fact fiction. <laughs> Everybody, hope you have a fucking great week, or at least a better one than I will. So, uh, hey, boy, God.